Have you ever wondered why there's such a fuss around the gospel? Why is it called the good news? Why are Christians so hyped about it? And many more questions around the lines of forgiveness of sins and the gospel. Then you are totally in the right place. This is the Jesus Tribe podcast, where we present the gospel in its simplicity and beauty to all who would listen. This current series is all about the gospel and answering any questions you might have around it. Best believe it will take you on an exciting journey to truth. Keep listening. Hi guys, welcome back to the Jesus Tribe podcast. How are you doing? How was your week? How is life treating you? <laughs> Hope you're well, basically. I have Daniel here as usual. Hi Daniel, how are you doing? Hi Faith. Hi everyone. Hope we're doing well. Yeah, I hope they're doing well too. Please leave a comment if you know if you can. Leave a comment. Let us know if you're doing well. And you know if there's anything you want us to hear or if you want to tweet your thoughts at us as you're listening on in the podcast, you can you know tweet at us with hashtag Jesus Tribe Podcast or yeah just at Jesus Tribe on Twitter and we'll be sure to harness and collate your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you in advance. Alright Daniel, how are you? How's your week? It's going well. It's been pretty good, I guess. As as good as good can be. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm doing well. How have you yeah. been as well? Tired. Mostly tired. <laughs> but we move. Hashtag. Anyways, um, this is your first time stopping by at Jesus Tribe Podcast. Thank you. Very glad to have you. Jesus Tribe is an organization, you know, aimed and set out to present gospel in all its simplicity to anyone who cares to listen. And you being here just means you care to listen. So we're here for you, right? Um, so thank you. If you are a returning listener, you're an OG. Shout out to you. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're currently on a series, you know, where we are talking about gospel and we started by introducing the gospel. We talked about you know um, what the gospel means and last week we had a conversation around being guilty because it was a very strong uh, episode if I do say so myself but then I will give us a very quick rundown of everything we spoke about last week but it's just a summary you could also go ahead and listen to it if you missed it as well so then over to you oh yeah thank you and hi everyone once again like faith rightly said the topic last week was pretty heavy if i might say so i know on the instagram post and even on the twitter we had a bit of back and forth with people asking questions what's going on and stuff like that so yeah we pretty much i think i think on on instagram we had back and forth oh yes on twitter we just had backlash (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed the conversations on instagram i am not as active on twitter so that's not my jurisdiction but i really enjoyed the conversations on instagram but i i think it's it's good when people respond i i do it shows that they heard what we're saying and they are trying to counter it now some people their responses are simply out of spite they they are not really trying to listen to what anyone else has to say but for some it's actually one of sincere concern that why are you saying this in spite of what i think are contradictions and it's to those people that 
you those people are one of the major reasons the tribe exists and that is to give answers to some of those hard questions why would you say god is good in a world like this why would you say hell is justified <laughs> uh, or I, I, are you just speaking out of you've been blinded to the religion you grew up in or is there an, is there a valid reason to say the things you're saying so i do enjoy it when people who disagree make their opinions known as long as it's in an atmosphere of respect and a readiness to listen to both parties objectively yeah and i think one thing i like with most of our instagram engagers is because is that sometimes a number of them before they go ahead they would always drop a comment and say thank you for being civil which means they don't really encounter a lot of people who are willing to engage them on a civil respectful level yeah i mean it, 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 it it's expected if the basis of your faith is merely emotional or just traditional then the only way you know how to defend it is also through emotions right mm-hmm. which is why at the end of the day this is as much for believers as it is for skeptics it's an avenue to give yeah. believers a reason or a foundation to be able to discuss the, the beliefs they have without getting all emotional and all uh, aggressive with the presentation of their faith yeah so i was going to digress yeah. a bit but i think you should go on so that we don't i don't talk overly long here you were saying something oh no it's fine i just wanted to go into what we talked about exactly last week and that's going okay. back to the whole idea of guilty and we pretty much addressed a particular point which is the idea of hell and i remember we said that if the if the topic of sin is one that is very just a frowned upon in today's society i think hell is even worse and the question that comes into many people's minds believer or unbeliever alike is that how is an eternal conscious torment a world of eternal conscious torment how is that a justified punishment for people or for human beings who sinned and we looked at a lot of things we looked at the idea of oh just because they don't believe and we we looked at the idea of that word just because if if we don't see sin the right way we will never see its punishments the right way and i i think it was it was Paul Washer that that gave this analogy and i i really loved it and there's a video that we're currently working on and i hope it should make what i'm trying to say even clearer that when when he talks about how as humans we've fallen short of the glory of god he talks about how nature as a whole dances to the tune of god and here comes human beings who are no 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 more creatures than the others and we use our very free will to go against the very one who gave us that will and so at the end of the day it's not really about oh i lied or oh i stole it's much more than that it's it's more of i am choosing to live in defiance to the one who made and i think it's at that core that we start to see what sin really is we've talked a bit about this to miss the mark how matando and all of that 
but the idea at its very core is that humanity both individually and corporately has chosen to rebel against the very one that 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 created that created them and i think it's at that core we see that that heart of pride or that heart of i can do things or i i am fine without god and it's that very very decision which we, we kind of looked at last week that when we realize that hell is ultimately separation from god it's literally god giving to humans what they have chosen to to to, to have which is the idea i think it was c.s lewis that put it well and we talked about it last time that there are only two kinds of people in this world those who say to god god your will be done and those who god says to them fine your will be done and so the bible described hell as separation from god and his goodness and like you said we, we, we deal we dealt with this at length in the last episode and i would really encourage everyone to listen to it one of the things we said which i think is worth reiterating yeah. is that even at the end of the day, the idea of hell might still seem scary. You might even get it logically. You might say, "Yes, I agree that justice is 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 a key into, is a key part of what makes God good and what makes the world work." But I'm still not comfortable with the idea of hell. And what I said at the end of the day was, we should learn to trust in the goodness of God. If God is truly good and just way more than we can ever be if if matters of justice and goodness affect us greatly if we're burdened by injustice if we're burdened by by oppression by things like racism uh gender inequality these are things that get to us as imperfect as we are how much more a perfect god so i i i would appeal for everyone to first of all objectively learn more about who God is and his justice, but much more than that, to trust in his goodness and to trust in the fact that at the end of the day, everyone would say God has indeed done what is right. I hope that's a good summary yes. for last week. <laughs> yeah, it's a great summary, almost like a second part yeah. of what we did last week. Right? A very great summary. So, um, this week we're moving away from because I think not. I think I know that we've kind of established in a logical progression um, what the gospel is. So, taking definition of the gospel, we've ex- examined or we've established the first part, which is we have all sinned. So, which is begging the question or explaining why there needs to even be some saving in the first place despite whether or not you think that you're good or you're the best person ever there's some you're falling short in some way or form and so you need a savior so now moving on from the why there's the who right and who is the only person in the story of the gospel that is the savior is this man jesus and whether or not you're christian you have or you would have at some point heard about the name jesus heard about the character jesus the person jesus and i mean i'm very curious to know who you think jesus is at this point so maybe you can leave a comment regards that as well 
but then you've definitely heard about him to some people you know he's lord and savior to some he's just this mythical creature or mythical being that they hear about in history to some people he's just someone that people coined so that they can feel better he's the people think of it people have different opinions right but we've learned as we've learned there's one truth and the truth is the truth and that's what we're trying to find out now on this episode who is this man jesus right and for him to have such a if everything that we claim that he did on earth and he had and all the power that we claim that he has in terms of giving salvation and saving the entire world that's something to think about he's not a regular person how can one man have so much power that he's saving or he's regarded as a savior of the whole world right and then i said we said earlier on our, on our um, page this week that you can't really talk about the gospel without quoting c.s lewis right and i'll read a quote from him now he said one who was merely human and said the sort of things that jesus said would not be a great moral teacher he would be a lunatic or the devil of hell you must make a choice now if you're wondering what jesus did jesus would have said you know to warrant such a statement from c.s lewis the bible is replete with various examples so jesus would say things like oh i'm the bread of life you know um jesus would say things like you know i'm the fountain i mean what's that thing he said that if you drink of me you would never thirst again very bold statements and you're like on whose authority or what authority do you stand and make these claims it was it sounded like madness people in his day right so we need so what we're going to do basically in this episode and in the weeks to come really is to talk about this man Jesus, who is he? On whose authority does he stand? How can he be the savior of the entire world? Yeah, yeah I, I think that's that's a good way to introduce the topic. And what what I want to emphasize is is two things. Number one, that Jesus existed. I, I think, like you rightly said, there's almost no one who is listening to this podcast. Who has not heard about the person Jesus now your opinions of him might be varying and of course if you are familiar with the Christian message you know that Jesus is pretty much divided at this point to be equal with God so the, yeah. the, the question then is I think what, and what we're going to look at like you rightly said in the next couple weeks is that why who is Jesus, first of all? Why is he so important to the message of the gospel? And why why is our opinion of him possibly the greatest opinion or the, the most important issue we might ever be faced with in our life? Like you could get it goes back to the whole idea of truth, right? You could you could live your whole life thinking that chocolate is a terrible flavor of ice cream I, I i think you deserve to be punished for that but i mean it's fine it's your opinion but when it comes to the question who is jesus i think that's one opinion that we can't just leave to chance it's it's something that at the end of our lives we're or it's possibly rather the answer to that question or your opinion about this man jesus maybe perhaps be the most important thing you would ever ponder in your life 
And let me read the full quote actually by C.S. Lewis. I, I think it's important because, like you said, first of all, okay, let me let me backtrack a bit. First of all, for people who think that Jesus never existed, I think you, to put it kindly, you have not even started the the basics of historical Christianity because no historian, even historians who do not believe Christianity, right, will ever tell you that Jesus did not exist. There are countless accounts, both from the Bible and outside. You look at the things from Pliny the Young or Tacitus, and we might not get into all of that this today because of the length of the podcast, but there are countless examples to prove that at some point in history, there was a Jewish man named Jesus who started a movement and was ultimately killed by the Romans. Of course, we're going to get to issues about the resurrection and why we think the resurrection is true and all of that. But just to lay foundation, the fact that Jesus existed is not in question. Where things begin to get dicey is the, the Christian and the one who believes the gospel makes an assertion that he was more than just a man. He was the son of God. And like you said, it's important that he was. If not, the gospel can't hinge on his his death. And we're going to get on that in the next couple of episodes. Today is just to lay groundwork. But let me, let me read what C.S. Lewis said. He said, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept, sorry, he's quoting what people say, that I'm ready to accept Jesus' claim as a moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. And then C.S. Lewis goes on to say, that is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a, would not, sorry, yeah, would not merely be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the same level of with the man who says he's a poached egg or else he will be the devil of hell you must make your choice either this man was and is the son of god or else a madman or something worse you can shut him up for a fool you can spit at him and kill him as a demon or you can fall at his feet and call him lord and god but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. And what C.S. Lewis is pretty much saying is that when you study the life and the sayings and the teachings of Jesus, you'd realize that he was not merely posing to be just a great philosopher or a great teacher of their day. The claims he made, will beg everyone to make a decision, which was the very question Jesus asked them in Matthew 16, verse 15. Who do you say that I am? Because he was never at any point claiming to just be a man. And so it's either you say, I believe you are the son of God, or no, Jesus, I believe you are a liar, or I believe you are a madman. Everyone must at some point or the other, when faced with the truth, of the life of Jesus, make that decision. Who do you say Jesus is? Any thoughts on that before we come on? Yes. Yes, and um, about that question, right? 
you've mentioned that yeah. it's very important and rightly so and it's not just a general question you can't just have um everybody's opinion on it right so if everyone says that okay um they believe so so and so about jesus that's fine but for you to offer the gospel to have any power efficacy in your life you yourself have to have an answer to that question for yourself you have to believe that this is who jesus claims he is and not just what you've heard people say because it's a personal question at the end of the day i'm not i'm not saying that um your opinion is pressed or the who, how do i put this now i'm not saying that who jesus is is um different with different people what i'm saying is that you have to find out for yourself who jesus is and you have to believe it right for yourself so that's what i'm saying so i'm saying like you said at the end of the day each person has to have to, at some point in their life answer the question who do you say that jesus is because it determines whether or not you believe the gospel and for christians if you don't believe the gospel you're not even a christian in the first place right so like jesus asked peter you kind of also have to answer the question at the end of the day who do you say that Jesus is? If you believe that he, if you don't believe that he was more than just a man, then the gospel one, I thought I said the gospel, <laughs> what Jesus did on the cross for you can't really mean anything to you. But I'm jumping ahead of myself now and I will just come back and, you know, go back to the response that Peter gave when Jesus asked the question. And so basically what Peter said was, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus is like, wow, that's a, that's stellar that's on point that's the answer flesh and blood has not revealed that to you right because at the time it wasn't it wasn't common knowledge it wasn't common knowledge and for peter to have said that so you know coming from peter it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot right and so jesus had that response to him that you know this is this is really profound right but taking a closer look at Peter's answer what does it even mean that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God and it's something that has posed so, like, so much of a question today how can you say that Jesus was man and at the same time he's God it doesn't really make any sense to a lot of people but we'll get to that in weeks to come so I think that's what I think before we go on Daniel yeah yeah I, I, I think I think um, on, 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 on what you just said now, that's pretty much what we're going to look at in the next couple of weeks. The, Peter's response, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And we're going to look at, at least from the Christian perspective, and of course, give reasons why we believe this is more than just a fairy tale. What does it mean to be the son of God? Of course, uh, many some religions will criticize or in fact some people will criticize the christian worldview and say what do you mean god has a son would he how, how yeah. did that happen and all that so we're going to look at that what does it mean mm -hmm. for jesus to be the son today let's just quickly give a short overview of, of christ but we're going to really dive into this from next week the word christ simply means christos in the greek and it's the it's the word the anointed one or the word the messiah right from the hebrew perspective and literally or pretty much it's the expectation that there would be an anointed one that would liberate the jews from their oppressors right so i, I so yeah. peter first of all before we go on into the son of the living god because i feel that is even way more there's a lot more to unpack there 
Peter on surface level is simply saying you are the deliverer of the Jews. You are the expected king. And that is important. Even though, yes, we are not Jews. Again, don't worry. This, this is just a teaser episode to kind of lay off what we're going to be talking about in the next couple weeks. But there is already an idea that Jesus is there to deliver. Jesus is there to, to liberate people to liberate people and to deliver. And of course, if there is any mention of deliverance or liberation, it shows that there are currently people under bondage. But then we look at the life of Christ yeah. and Jesus for, for at no point ever even held a sword. So what exactly did he liberate? Jesus did not rise to become mm-hmm. a great Jewish um, political leader. The Roman em- Empire still went on for many more years, even over the Jews. So the question then is, in what sense was Jesus the king, the deliverer, the liberator of the Jews? Clearly, it's not something physical. Clearly, it's not something physical. And that's why just to say things like, my kingdom is not of this world. Or you are expecting, oh, a physical kingdom, but what do you see? You see something spiritual. And there we start to see the, 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 the hints of the gospel being presented. That what Jesus came to liberate and save his people from was not from Roman oppression or from political oppression. It was from the bondage of sin. I see. So I would stop here, but let, let that just be a thought that runs in your mind as we as we go into the next couple of episodes. Yes, and it's a good note to wrap up on, but before we wrap up, I think we can also, you know, um, also mention at this point that if someone has come to liberate a set of people from something, the person has to be above that, right? So um, let's take, for example, if I'm going to, if if um, you've been kidnapped, not you, Daniel, boys, <laughs> people have been kidnapped, and let's say I'm, I'm charged with responsibility to, you know, release them in a sense, right, to, yeah, get them free from their kidnap. I, and these kidnappers are with guns and all of that. I have to be... Can I go on? Yeah, yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I wasn't hearing for a bit. Yeah, I have to be armed with um, better fighting equipment in court than these kidnappers for me to get you out. For me to get you out of there, right? So if Jesus has come to liberate the world from sin, right, he's definitely sinless because if he has sinned, then he's not worthy, he's not qualified enough to liberate the people from sin. So I think we'll just end there, end on that note for now, and we would pick it up from there next week yeah right so thank you so much if you listen to the end we're very glad that you did we hope you learned a thing or two please let us know what you learned on twitter on our in our comment section on instagram send us a dm send us an email any way you want to let us know your thoughts please do we're always ready and happy to listen to what you have to say like we always say if you want to have a conversation further than this you can reach out to us on any of our platforms and we could have a call have a quick meeting have a good chat and you know back and forth right so thank you again please share with your friends share with 
a family member, share with your communities, share with anyone who you think will be blessed by listening to this the yeah. same way you've been blessed by listening. It goes a long way to help us. And thank you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Tribe podcast. We are an organization aimed at presenting the gospel of Christ in its simplicity to everyone everywhere. If this podcast has set up any questions, please feel free to mail us at tribejesus at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Jesus Tribe to stay up to date with our other activities and content. Till next time.